Welcome to Video Game Mythos, episode 27. On today's episode, we're going to look at the character named Deckard Kane from Diablo 3. Deckard was a scholar. He was a an extremely important person in the world. Deckard's story tells the fable of a person who is troubled from the beginning of his life with the foundation of his family and uh, all of the studies that his mother had done and the questionable truths about the world that her studies can indicate. Deckard, throughout his life, questions many of her studies, doesn't believe them to be truth. Until one day, in the town of New Tristram, a star, a falling star, shoots through the sky, breaks through the atmosphere, and in a large, dazzling sparkle, bolts across the sky, and the ground rumbles. It was at this moment when Deckard looked up to the sky and he says, it has begun. For years throughout Deckard's life, his mother had written books, journals, and had prophesied these exact events. This was an eye-opening moment for Deckard because he now realizes that everything that his mother said She had been trying to tell him the stories of the Nephilim, the stories of the Haradrim, and how evils, demons, and angels do exist. And now, Deckard, an old man, with nothing more than the memory of his mother and the journals, books, and stories that she had left behind, must use this information to save the world. Deckard Cain was born in the year 1202. As he grew up in the town of Tristram, his mother told him very detailed and exotic stories about what were called the Haradrim. The Haradrim were referred to as the Crusaders of Light. The Crusaders of Light were an ancient brotherhood of mages and wizards that were formed by an angel in defense of the world. This angel set to form this group of mages and wizards to combat the three prime evils, Diablo, Mephisto, and Baal. Growing up, hearing all of these stories, Deckard himself believed him to be the last Haradrim. He imagined his life of traveling the world and fighting evil wherever it dwelt. By the age of 11, however, he had grown tired of his mother's stories and her growing madness. The town of Tristram often referred to her as a witch. At about this age, Cain lost his father to a plague. And it was about this time that despite his mother's pleas, Cain wanted nothing to do with her fairy stories. And then Cain says to his mother that the Haradrim are gone. So you become a storyteller to fill the emptiness. But the people of Tristram are laughing at you. Look around you, mother. Where are your angels, your demons? Where are your heroes? The Haradrim are long dead and the town is no different for it. Years and years later, Cain served as a schoolmaster and a storyteller in Tristram. At the age of 27, 
Deckard Cain meets his soon-to-be wife, Amelia. Not only were they soon to be wed, a few years later they had a son. Deckard named his son Jared. J-E-R-E-D. It was the name of his ancient Haradrim ancestor. Even though a large part of his adulthood was spent in denial of his mother's teachings, Pardovan still believed, still wanted to believe. As the years drew further for Cain, he was absorbed in his scholarly pursuits, shutting out friends and family and leaving no time for them. Tension rose between him and Amelia, and they often argued, usually concerning Cain's lack of presence in his son's life. About five years pass. Jared is four and a half, five years old. Amelia took Jared and left Tristram. However, as they left, they didn't meet a good fate. As fate would have it, their caravan was attacked by a group of bandits, killing both of them. You can imagine that this did not help Cain's mentality of dwelling himself in the research and of the studies of his scholarly pursuits. A number of months after the passing of his wife and his son, Deckard sits down and writes the following passage. The events of the past year are unbelievable and have driven me to again write my thoughts. No matter how hard I try, the facts are unavoidable. Our King Leork has gone mad, lashing out in crazed frenzy about the abduction of his son, Albrecht. And our steady losses of the ill-advised war against Westmarch, leading to an open revolt among the guards. There is something almost palatable in the air, and it feels like terror. Reflecting on the events of the past year, after Cain had written those thoughts in a journal, he began to reflect on the tales that his mother had told him as to whether or not there was truth to them. Could there really have been some evil entity buried beneath the town? Cain soon came to regret not acting upon his concerns as the situation went from bad to worse. There was a group of villagers who was led by an archbishop named Lazarus. They went into the depths of the cathedral to look for Albrecht, only to lead them to the clutches of a demon called the Butcher. Cain wondered if Lazarus was acting on his own accord or was an unwitting pawn, because Deckard noticed that King Leoric's mood had steadily darkened, that he spent time in the Tristram Cathedral going over Herodic texts, which led him to believe that they contained the stories that his mother once told him, and that he couldn't help but notice that the texts treated the accounts of angels and demons as history, not as myth. From what he read, and given how Leoric was acting, he could only guess that based on what he read, that Diablo himself had affected the king. After the disappearance of his son Albrecht, Leoric lashed out in a crazed frenzy, and with the tales of an evil entity buried beneath the town, 
and the growing suspicion that the stories of the Haradrim were not just stories. Grow and irk Cain into taking action. As more and more town people left the village, they did, however, receive a newcomer from the area. She was a witch, and something she made no secret of, and Cain saw that she had access to a certain arcane knowledge that he didn't. He wondered why she came to Tristram now, of all times, and felt that something was wrong, something was amiss with her. After her arrival, adventurers began to arrive at Tristram, either to test their mettle against the monsters that plagued it, or to obtain the rumored riches that lay beneath the cathedral. Cain could not consider any of them to be worthy of the name Hero, however. It wasn't until the day the star fell that this realization of what a true Herodrum is was made to Deckard. The Nephilim appeared. On the day the star fell, the Nephilim appeared. Deckard, watching the shimmering star blast through the atmosphere and provide a aurora as the buzzing burning from the asteroid falls to a nearby cathedral. He stares up, smoking softly on his pipe, and utters the words, It has begun. Deckard immediately grabs his things and heads to the site where the falling star had landed. He pursues this star because this was exactly what his mother prophesied. This was a first-hand account of a story that she had told. And now Deckard, an old man, has renewed vitality of a young boy as the passion to pursue this effort is emblazoned in every fiber of his body. Deckard soon realizes that his mental optimism is no match for his frail bones. He finds himself in a bad situation in the cathedral. This is where Deckard meets his hero, the Nephilim. After being rescued by the Nephilim from the cathedral, Cain asks this Nephilim, this Herodrum, this hero, to search for the falling star and to battle the mysterious coven of the cathedral's depths. As the Nephilim goes off to the cathedral's depths to search for the fallen star, the leader of the coven, named Magda, comes to see Deckard Cain. While he was exploring the cathedrals, Deckard happened upon a number of ancient and powerful crystals that formed a sword. Magda, the leader of the coven, had a plan for this sword. So Magda kidnaps Deckard and begins to torture him for information. Before he's able to give her too much information, Deckard loses his life. The Nephilim returns after finding the fallen star and learning of its plight. As the Nephilim returns to New Tristram, he hears of the passing of Deckard Cain. They pay their respects before cremating his body, promising that they would carry on his work. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Mythos. My name is Ryan. It has been a pleasure to bring you this content. And as always, this content is provided to you by 13 Palm Trees. Check us out online at 13palmtrees.com. Also, we got some new merch in for our D&D Kinda series. And if you've liked any of the storytelling efforts from today's or previous podcasts on Video Game Mythos, be sure to check out D&D Kinda. I'd like to give a shout out to the name of the person who recommended today's topic, although he wanted to go unnamed. So without further ado, I would like to thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. Mythos.